The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. It is the KTSA Home Improvement Show on AM 550 KTSA FM 1071. What a beautiful day. It's 9.06 and uh, gorgeous sunshiny this morning. A uh, little respite from the rain. We got a little uh, little show last night, a little lightning, a little thunder. A little lightning, a little thunder, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but uh, no rain. No rain. Not at my house. Uh, we got a few drops. Uh, uh, I, yeah, a few drops. Not even at the house. I don't think we even got a few drops. I just We had a good lightning show. I was headed down the road to my house hmm, 9 o'clock last night get into the house and as i'm coming down the road out to the north just a lightning show oh man we we had lightning back up like you said to the, toward the north and uh i mean it seemed imminent it seemed like we were yeah. going to just have a downpour nothing really happened it, austin it, got hit pretty good from what i understand did they did yeah. they get some yeah. good stuff austin and south of austin like san marcus i think that's what we were watching well, we got about a 60 percent chance this afternoon so you know the the rain stays in the forecast if you got stuff to do outside this morning's a great time to do it um it's it's just it's it's been a wet pattern you know that may was the second wettest may in the history yep in the history of texas i mean that that's in history of san antonio that that's a that's a wet wet month and uh and june is kind of starting to shape up that way too i had to i had to laugh at Jeannie. i love you baby um she was out trying to get some yard work done you know in the breaks between it because it's just she just doesn't want it to get out of control right yeah and she yeah. got all of the mowing done and she was out running the string trimmer and doing the weed eating and she's running and she said she could see this was yesterday no, the day before yesterday she said she could see the storm clouds you know and she's like okay i'm just gonna get this finished i'm just gonna get this finished i'm just gonna get this finished she said when the rain started by the time she could get to the carport, she was soaked to the bone. Oh, yeah. At her. I said, well, maybe you pushed it a little too far. <laughs> when those thunderstorms come up, they come up fast, yep. and they come up, yeah, pretty hard. So you, you, just, you just watch for that. Uh, flash flooding, also a, a, an issue, obviously, whenever we have those kind of rains. I, 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 you know, traveling back from Corpus Christi yesterday, saw several of the, the low-lying areas and, and usually dry creek beds that were flowing pretty good yesterday, and that's when the rain had been gone for half a day. You ought to come out to the house. Uh, at my house, it is so sandy under the grass in the front field or the back field that after as much rain as we've had, you can walk out there in the middle and jump, and the grass will go in a wave just like a pool. The grass will wave. That's crazy. Because the grass is literally floating on top it's of the wet that sand. Saturated. It's that saturated. My shooting range, it's now Lake Smith. Oh, wow. And it has been for a long time. The range completely filled with water. And it's holding water? And it's holding water. Well, it's it's not holding water. It's just that the it's, ground it's, is so it's saturated. It's continually saturated, so it doesn't have anywhere to go. It doesn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the, the natural drainage through the sand drains off into my neighbor's stock tank. But his stock tank has now grown all the way to my fence line. Wow. You know, wow. It's, it's overflowed, and it's grown all and the way I've, to my and fence you line. And you saw that all the way along 37. There were tanks that were now the size of, of a field and a half instead of just the tank. Yep. So lots of rain, lots of saturation. Um, keep this in mind, folks, though, before you start praying that we... And that don't we, complain. That we, that, we, that we have dry weather and the rain stops. Before you start praying for that, July and August are right around the corner. Yep. 
and it will be dry, and we'll be very thankful that the aquifer has had this this nice feeding. And and, uh, and and as we're doing this, also keep in mind that in California, Arizona, folks, these guys are in the worst drought they've been in a decade. In, in I think. Oh yeah. Maybe even in history. Yeah. It, it's they're bad. In, they're in horrid drought conditions. It's bad, but but I'm I'm so glad that we uh, that we are getting some good soaking rains. Yes, I I would love some sunshine, for 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 a lot of reasons, uh, work work related reasons, and you know, and and at home doing stuff outside. But uh, I know that it's dry a lot more often than it's wet, so I'm not going to complain at all. Uh, phone lines are open at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And uh, I'm very happy to say that for the first time in how many months has it been? Uh, it's been over a year. Well over a year. Well over a year. 12, 14 months? 12 uh, months at least. No, it's been no. 14 months. Has been. Yeah, 14 or 15. March of last year was the last time that we were in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Had so, to have been February or March of last year. So probably almost 15 months. Almost 15 months that we have not sat in these chairs in yep. this studio. And uh, about a week ago, Trey posted that he was going to be back live in the studio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that was the first that I knew that the studios were going to be opened back up to hosts again. Uh, Don, who is sitting across the glass from us now, uh, haven't seen Don's face in uh, 14 or 15 months, and I'll tell you what, it's good to see you, brother. Uh, well, it is good to see you, but it was a nice break. I don't second that because the view just got uglier for some reason. <laughs> I'm not too sure I'm why. getting all sentimental and sweet, and, 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 and Don just ruins the whole thing. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, <laughs> i I got to kind of agree with him a little bit because I've even had customers – remind me that i have the perfect face for radio yeah yeah that's people are quick to to tell me that too yeah. so i i get it i get it uh, but no in in all seriousness it's, it's great to see the both of you back it, in the room it really you is too, brother and and for don you know you don't realize this as the listener because we tried to make it as seamless as possible um we've jim has been broadcasting from his house i've been broadcasting from my house and don has been in the studio as as well as Chris on alternating weekends has been in the studio by himself. I mean, he has seen nobody across the glass from him in 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 twelve fourteen yeah fourteen fifteen months. Yep. And you have to keep in mind also, folks, that Don pushes Don, Chris, any of our producers, they push a lot of buttons when we're here in the studio. When we're not in the studio, they look like that 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 one in Men in Black where it had four arms and it's trying to punch <laughs> buttons everywhere. That's what these guys have to look like to coordinate from two different locations onto the same soundboard and make it sound seamless. Yeah, and and what a tremendous job that they've done of doing that over these last uh, over this last year plus. And we do our best to try to push your buttons as well. Uh, you do a good job of that. You do. You do. You do. Yes. And and I'll tell you what. I I, I was amazed um, with very little uh, additional effort. Uh, although I again know it was a tremendous amount of additional effort for the producers, but we made the transition as seamlessly as we possibly could. Right. And uh, and and really and truly, uh, the 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 miracle of technology today is that we can broadcast this show from just about anywhere. And in fact, next week we're going to be broadcasting from uh, Las Vegas. So, yes, we will. Yes, we so, will. So uh, we you know we get back in the studio for one week and then we're boom we're out again. But yep. um, listen, we uh, we I, I'm so happy to be back in here. Though there is no feeling like sitting in the studio uh, behind the KTSa microphones. Uh, it, it may sound the same when we're when we're somewhere else, but there's a vibe in this place, and there's a there's a history in this place 
that is not uh, duplicated anywhere else. Right. And uh, right. and so we're really, really happy to be back in here. And, and it's so much easier to pick up your cues face-to-face than through text. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and we've done that now for, for as long as we've been doing this, uh, you know, 12, 12 uh, like, like I said, 14, 15 months. Everything when we get a caller, it's by text. If we're if we're talking about something that we want to talk about on the air, it's by text. We're queuing each other, we're, folks. You you wouldn't believe how much we text during the show. It's a lot. <laughs> it it's a, a lot. lot. And uh, so yeah, it is nice to be face to face doing is. this again, it right? Is. So uh, so listen, it's good to be good to be back to life. <laughs> I gotta That's, tell you, I'm man. You. I gotta and, tell and you. And what's amazing is is that all this is opened back up, and we've reported what three four days now. Of the lowest since the beginning of the pandemic. Thank God. Thank I, God. It, it's all him. Uh, it, we, it, we can't give credit to any no. doctor or any. We can't. We got to give credit to the man upstairs. Well, I'm. I'm just. Uh, and I. And I know that everyone feels that way. And yep. and uh, we've seen the COVID fatigue in our business. Um, in in in, <laughs> I still got in, in many businesses. <laughs> Uh, it's just uh, it's something that's going to take us a little while to get out of. Yes, it but is. we will. We'll it get is. there, and uh, and thank God we will. Uh, well, when you take somebody that hadn't really worked in a year and put them back to work, it's going to take them a little while to get back into the swing gonna of it. Going to be a shock. Yeah, it's going to be a shock. Uh, which, by the way, folks, that does not describe either Jim or myself. No, no, no. We. I'm just saying. But you've got a lot of folks out there that couldn't work. They couldn't. They had. They they had to rely on those benefits to yeah. feed their families. Yeah. And now they're going back to work, and they're probably happy to go back to work. But you think the COVID fatigue was bad? Try the work fatigue now because they've been sitting at home for a year. <laughs> and they'll get back into the groove. It'll oh, yeah. be all right. It'll be all right. Uh, let's get to those phone lines. Kathy and Faye, you're coming right up. But right now, let's get to Josh to get things kicked off. Good morning, Josh. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Uh, i got a quick question. I have aluminum window and the bottom part that slides up and down, the glass is broken. Can you take that whole bottom part frame out? Uh, do you want? I mean, do you want to take it out? What uh, to to what end? Why well, would you I want was, to take I it was out? Gonna take, I was going to take it out to a glass company so I could get the glass replaced. I'd recommend against that. If you're just going to get the glass replaced, you're not going to replace the whole window. Just get a glass company to come out and replace it for you. That's the better option. Okay. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate you're sure. That. You're sure welcome. Uh, jo- the thing is, Josh, if you take that out, chances are good it's the old uh, spring balance system. Uh, you'll have a difficult time getting it out. First of all, you'll have a very difficult time getting it back in, and you might do damage to the spiral balances when you're taking it out. So there's a lot of good reasons not to do that, unless you plan on replacing the entire window. Now, there's a lot of good Got reasons you. to replace the entire window. True. That's I, yeah. If it's an old aluminum single pane window, you're absolutely right about that. Yep. All right. Well, thank you both. Appreciate you're sure welcome. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Kathy, good morning. Welcome to the KTSa Home Improvement Show. Good morning, and I have to say I'm so glad I'm retired. I don't have to worry about going back to work. <laughs> good for you. And my wife, my wife seconds that notion. <laughs> it is wonderful. I'll tell you. Um, I have a roof. They're coming out supposedly they're supposed to be here now to fix it. I had a new roof put on its metal and they put some screws all the way through or something. And where they put the screws through, it didn't just leak, it poured in. And part of the, where it poured in was right where the electrical outlet was. Um, How dangerous is that? Um, and how long before it can dry out and then I can use that electrical outlet? 
as far as drying out until you can using it, I would give it a few days um, to dry out. As far as dangerous, it's absolutely dangerous because the as the water f- comes out of the outlet, the electricity can flow with the water. So if there's a little puddle on the floor and you step in that puddle, that could be electrified. It's it's oh, very it's good. extremely dangerous. But once the leak is solved and it's dried out, there's typically no long-term damage involved with it. Yeah, and until that does happen, though, uh, we I would recommend that you, you, of course, cut the light switch off. But secondly, if you can cut the uh, the breaker off to that particular outlet, that's even better. Absolutely. Okay, if, I, if the whole area is one breaker, um, the whole inside of this room is one breaker. Then cut the light switch off and just absolutely do not turn it on. Put tape over it, do something, but just do not turn that on. And don't. And, and, and if you get puddles in the room, you know, I would suggest if it starts raining and leaking again before they get it fixed, even if it's the whole room, go ahead and kill that breaker. Kill that room. Okay, because I was standing in the puddle of water trying to clean it up. Not even, I had no clue. I mean, I was just out there thinking, this is, I mean, it was a huge puddle, and I kind of, oh, okay. Well, now know this, the only time it can be electrified is if there's a steady stream of the water. Oh, yeah, just the the puddle puddle itself is not going to be. Just the puddle, as long as there's not a stream of water coming from the outlet into the the puddle, the puddle won't be energized. Thank you, gentlemen. I feel so much better. I, <laughs> yes. I was starting to feel really dumb here. And, uh, no, 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 so. no. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank Kathy. You. We appreciate you calling this morning. Uh, get yourself a phone line at 210-599-5555 as we go to Faye. Faye, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a couple of questions for you. If I'm uh, going 2 by 4 to 2 by 4 what length of screws do I want to use? If, you, two, if, two if you're screwing together. a two-by-four to a two-by-four? Right, uh-huh. Two-and-a-half. Okay. Minimum. Thank um, Two-and-a-half minimum. Now, if you go with three, you're going to go all the way through both boards. So I would stick with two-and-a-half. Okay, thank you. That That's a good uh, good answer. Thank you. And then the other thing is um, we have some uh, plywood, um, which... I has gotten dirty just um you know there's just dirt on it and I had planned to use that before it happened but sometimes you don't have control of those things so anyway what would I use in terms of a product to clean it and approach how can I scrub that and get it clean enough where it really won't show the dirt has it been stored outside no, it's been inside. So it's basically just dust that's on it. Oh well, I'm in Southeast Texas, and there's a lot of mud. So there's you know some some that's it's not like bad mud, but it's it's more than dust in some places. I would I would steer away from getting it wet. I would use uh, maybe just a stiff bristle brush and brush the surface to brush anything off but i would steer away from getting it wet where, where are you going to be where, where are you going to be utilizing this what's it being used for uh, a floor uh, is are you going to be covering the floor uh, is there going to be vinyl or something on the top of the plywood um no they we're going to try to use a stain or something where it's uh just covering the, how long has that plywood set outside uh it's always been inside it's not okay. Been outside. So, does it have that gray look to it? Um, not. 
maybe a bit. I'm, I'm you're gonna what you're gonna need to do is use a stiff bristle brush, brush it down, vacuum it. Then you're once you get it on the floor, you're probably gonna have to sand the entire surface to get it stainable okay. again, because that okay. the, the that gray, if you have got that slight graying on the wood from age, um, if you stain over that, it's just gonna be uh, splotches in the stain. Oh, okay, kind of ugly, and and it may well that that. That really helps. Uh, and then, uh, like you said, sand, uh, hopefully just kind of a light sanding and vacuum it up. It depends on how much is on there. It, you may have to sand the entire surface, and it may have to be a good sanding. It depends on how okay. much you've got built up on there. Well, I can probably tell right away. Uh, and what size sandpaper, uh, which... Uh, well, you, you'll want to go with probably a medium grit and then a fine grit to give you a nice fine sanding after that. Yes. Do, do Do two sandings. Okay. Go with like a medium grit, maybe a, a 100, um, and then go with a, a fine grit, maybe like a 180. Okay. Well, I sure thank you. That was my question for today, and sure appreciate you being there. Well, fantastic, Faye. We appreciate you being here. Appreciate you calling this morning. Thanks a lot. Hey, listen, we appreciate you joining us and making us a part of your Saturday morning routine here on the KTSA Home Improvement Show, Jim and myself. Uh, we love doing this and uh, love answering your questions, love helping folks uh, make their lives a little bit better, a little bit easier. Uh, so we appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Uh, again, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Yes, they are. And we are here to help. You know, and you can't see when we're not face-to-face. Like, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting there messing with something on the desk. Uh, I've got uh, the studio basically set up in the bedroom, and I was sitting there messing with something on my desk, and I slammed my finger in the desk drawer. Oh! And, of course, you know, I had the first thing I had to try to do was turn my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that does tend to travel when you say things you shouldn't say. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> a little behind the scenes for you there, folks. Uh, let's get to the uh, phone lines. Norma, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, I uh, am getting a sunroom put over my wood deck that is about three feet high off the ground. Uh, because my neighbor's tree, I just resurfaced it in October, and uh, my neighbor has this huge, humongous oak tree, and um, leaves, acorns, and pollen gets on the deck. And I'm in a garden home where I have zero lot line. So I need, I have decided, instead of moving, to get a uh, screen porch. My question is, what are your thoughts? Because the mosquitoes and bugs will be coming in through the bottom. And I am looking at, like, composite deck tiles. Now, are you, are you just doing a screen porch, or are you doing an actual sunroom where you're closing it in where you're going to condition it? No, just a screen porch. Then whoever's doing the, the screen porch for you, just have them go under that three-foot deck? And put a layer of screen material under the bottom of the boards. You'll never see it, and it'll stop the bugs. Yeah, I I, I saw that. So, all right, um, I just don't know who's going to go at the bottom of that deck. Well, you said it's three uh, feet off the ground. It doesn't sound like it's going to be very hard to get under. No, maybe two feet. Maybe two feet. Well, uh, just talk to the company. Are you having a company do the screening? Of, yes. uh, just talk yes. to them. I'm sure that they'll, they'll they'll charge you for it, of course. But I'm I'm sure they'll go under okay. and put screen material between those boards. Yes. 
All right, let me call them. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, also understand that you're moving the problem. You're not eliminating it. You're still going to have to wash those screens and clean that oak pollen off of those screens. Well, it'd be easier than because see the acorns and the leaves get stuck in between. Yep. You're, now you're going to eliminate that part, but that pollen, that pollen is it, it's bad. You know that as well as I yeah. do. So yeah, you'll still have to get out there after the pollen season and rinse those screens. That's okay. It's better than having everything stuck, and I'm getting a little, you know, uh, screwdriver just to pop the acorns out. I, I, I know the I, I know the dilemma. Yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, both of you. I appreciate it. Well, you thank bet. you, Norma. We appreciate you calling in this morning. Let's get to Robert. Robert, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, sir. I just want to thank you guys. You answer so many questions and so knowledgeable. This one question is strictly for Jim. How's his son doing in the Army? He is doing outstanding. Outstanding. Of course, anyone out there that's been in the U.S. Army, um, he is stationed in, in South Korea right now. So, y'all, anybody that's out there can attest to how much he just absolutely loves his post. Sarcasm intended. <laughs> um, but uh, he will be coming back stateside uh, in September. And he absolutely loves it. He's he's just he's enjoying his time in. Yeah, I just want to thank you for allowing him to join, sir. Oh, uh, I couldn't have stopped him with a team of horses. Um, yeah, I was army you, myself. You and, had probably had more influence than what you think, sir. Well, I was army myself, and he decided at a young age he wanted to follow that those footsteps, and I couldn't have stopped him with a team of horses, and I wouldn't have tried. Well, we can't help. Some of us are smarter in Air Force. Have a good day, sir. <laughs> Thanks not, a lot, now, now, hold on. I'm not going to hold Air Force against anyone. Y'all gave us plenty of rides all over the world. <laughs> for free. For free. For free, yeah. Hey, Robert, thank you for your service, sir. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling thank this you, morning. Have a good day. You too. Always good to hear from uh, from the folks that serve. And yes, sir. Uh, yes, we sir. appreciate that. And Cole's doing his his duty overseas right now, and we appreciate that, man. Yep. Uh, 210-599-5555 is the number. 210-599-5555 is the number to get in on the home improvement conversation. Let's go to Larry. Larry, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking the call. Yes, sir. Uh I'm calling to see if you can help me find a vendor that can uh, replace a concrete tile on my roof. I had a tree uh, just kind of just scrape one of the L-shaped tiles off right on the edge of the thing. And I've had several roofing companies out here. And, of course, they want to do all kinds of things. But uh, none of them seem to be able to help me with uh, just replacing that one tile. I guess it's just not that much money. It's not that. It's not that it's not that much money. You have to understand, you said this is on the bottom edge of the roof? Yeah, it's the L-shaped tile. It's concrete, and it just snatched. You know, I had a limb when the wind blow. It got it hooked up under it and just snatched it right off. Okay. And it and broke, of course. One thing that they it's may broken. be dealing with is that those tiles go on in an order, and mm-hmm. they may be dealing with having to remove a larger section to continue that order so that the water flows correctly. Well, uh, maybe it's you know it's just the edge of the house, and they take a you know they take a piece of the tile, and they never call back. And they say, "Well, you know, if we can match this, the house thirty three years old, and it is." And, and there's your therein lies your issue. Uh, you are likely not going to find a matching tile for what you currently have there, and uh, 
and and that's a difficult thing to get into for anyone because no matter what they do it's kind of a no win because they're not going to find something that's going to be pleasing to the eye uh, if they find something that works with the type and style of of tile you currently have if it was a a typical you know uh, corrugated looking spanish tile that's much more readily available than the tile that you have on your home yeah. Now, one thing to keep in mind is ask one of your roofers if they can start with a standard gray tile. I don't know what color your tile is, but I have seen success with them uh, with using a masonry stain and staining yeah, those tiles to even, match color. Yeah, I'm not even picky about the color. Um, I think I could paint it gray or whatever. It's a gray roof tile. But, uh, you know, I'm just a little concerned with all this rain. Maybe it'll end here pretty soon. But uh, it's just that one little corner, uh, you know, they're all in a row, but the one in the middle got a limb under it and pulled it out. It's an L-shaped concrete tile. And did it now, did it break the tile? Here, but when it pulled out, it, I, I assume it hit the ground and it broke. Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sure did. Okay. Now, did it break either one of the tiles on either side of that one? No, uh, but it did, uh, you know, when the limb pulled it out, it also loosened another one. I saw it. It's not flush against the the roof line it's you know like it's the a part of the house right and i see one that's just uh cockeyed well that's probably because of the interlocking system and the way they interlock together it probably pulled that one cockeyed you want to leave it that way until they get the new one in because they're going to have to work the new one in behind that one yeah yeah well anybody that those small jobs like that you can recommend? Well, this is going to be more of a handyman type uh, repair than it would be for a roofing company. There, yeah, there is I a, so. I will tell you what, there is a roofing, uh, a, a tile roofing company, a clay tile roofing company that's out on 281. And I'm trying to remember exactly where it's at. It's out, it's, it's between, it's between 1604 and Bulverde. And I want to say it's on the right hand side. Wouldn't swear to that. But that is where I would start. I would start with going to a tile roofing company that, that sells roofing tile, not, not, a, not a company that goes out and puts them on, but a, a company that sells that. Try to find the tile first. If you can do that, then a good handyman should be able to come out and, and repair that for you. Okay. I'll give that a try. Um, thankfully, it's not, you know, in the middle of middle of the house with the water poured in it's right there on that edge yeah i was gonna say it doesn't sound like it's creating a leak problem right now it's more of an aesthetic problem and and yeah. uh i mean i'll do a little research for you as well but but that's where i would start i would start with a, a clay tile roofing distributor try to try to match up that tile first of all and then you can get a handyman to put it on for you okay sounds good well i do appreciate the thoughts on that i'm going to give that a try well, all right, Larry. We appreciate you calling this morning. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing is is uh, when you have a 33-year-old roof, I don't care what kind of roofing material it is, matching it is probably not going to be an option. Uh, no, it, it's not. And if you will Google, just type in Google Clay Roof Tiles San Antonio, um, it brings up uh, several different clay roofing tile companies. And and whether that particular style of tile is even still available 33 years later, I don't know. Um, right. That's that's the thing. Uh, you, you have to you have to understand is especially if it was if it was something that was not uh, particularly popular, and and there wasn't a lot of it done. 
Uh, See, a lot of folks I've seen in a lot of construction and a lot of custom homes, they pick these things because they're unique. And and they want right. to be unique on their home. They want to have something that's that sets them apart. But thirty years down the road, that uniqueness is causing that that product is not even made anymore because they didn't sell enough of it. That's true. I mean, that's true. That's one thing. Being unique is wonderful. It's great having those little features that not everyone has is absolutely wonderful. But it, it, it longevity wise, trying to match it later down the road can be difficult. Without a doubt. Uh, get yourself a phone line as we go to Joanne. Joanne, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, I have, I'm a long-term uh, time listener, I have, but I haven't called you since uh, you were in the studio last time. Wow. Uh, so it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> well, well, thanks for not being a stranger. <laughs> well, like I said, I kind of keep in touch every weekend anyway. I appreciate all the answers that you give. Um, I am uh, debating whether to uh, look for uh, a home warranty company or get warranties on all the individual appliances that I've uh, uh, replaced recently, and I'm going to have delivered next week. I know at one time you talked about Sears being the best home warranty company, but I don't know what their status is these days. (laughs) I've heard rumors going both directions. I've heard rumors that they're liquid, that they're okay, and I've also heard rumors that they're going away, and they're going away quickly. Um, as far- but with that being said, they're not the only people out there that do that. And and but to answer your your question in a broader sense, if you can find a company that will warrant your appliances and warrant all of the appliances in your home, that is what I would recommend over a home warranty. And I'll tell you why. I've had home warranties as part of real estate purchases um, on almost every home that that we've had over the last fifteen, eighteen years, maybe longer, and. I have never had a great experience with trying to get that warranty serviced. And then when you do get the warranty serviced, it's either not covered under that warranty, they'll find some loophole to not cover it, or it's partially covered, or the company that they send out is not in a million years a company that you would have chosen had you chosen the company. Am I right about that, Jim? You are 1,000% right. It's the home warranties... uh, I, I I wonder where they get these companies, and, and I know what it is. They're the cheapest companies mm-hmm. that will give the most money to the warranty company uh, as a spiff, I guess, is, is the best way I can put it. Now, I don't know where you purchased your appliances, but most appliance companies, big box stores, so on and so forth, they offer extended warranties and service plans with their major appliance purchases. Right. That mm-hmm. may be the way to go. Okay. Um, and, of course, I've replaced my AC and water heater separately. Um, the appliances, of course, I got from a big box store, so um, I, and they're being delivered next week, so I can take care of those. So I just have the AC and the call, water heater. Call um, Champion AC, and mm-hmm. get if nothing else, uh, they, they can get you a maintenance program. Mm-hmm. Um, on, that, uh, on that, that air conditioning system, and I do believe they do maintenance programs on water heaters also. Uh, oh, but right. check with them, and uh, okay. they can get you under a maintenance program. And under the maintenance program, they're not going to cover completely cover cost of repairs, but you'll have greatly discounted rates. Right. 
Okay. Very good, but no home warranties. Gotcha. I would steer I would steer uh, you away from it. I wish I, had, I wish I had a good one to recommend to you. Uh, I I just don't. I've I've had at least five different ones and I've not been thrilled with any one of them. The only advantage to a home warranty that I've ever seen is that if it comes with the sale of the home, it might save you fifteen or twenty dollars on a repair farther down the road. And that's you know fifteen twenty dollars. And, and if it was and if it was paid for by the seller and you got it for a year, great, great. But, but I'm but not going to go out, I'm not going to go out and purchase one. Right, and I'm not going to renew one. Yeah, great. Well, that's why I like uh, talking to you guys because you guys give it the straight up. <laughs> well, thanks, Joanne, and we appreciate you calling this morning. You have a wonderful weekend. Okay. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Steve. Steve. Good morning. Welcome to the KTSa Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Thanks for being there. Beautiful weekend here in San Antonio. Man, it is. There. It is. Um, say I've got a kind of a simple question for you. I had a contractor put in an outdoor kitchen, included a refrigerator and a grill and a, a small sink. And the uh, the sink with the cold snap we had, it, I think it froze up some of the seals inside. I can't get the handle off. But uh, when I call the project source, um, which is... Uh, who made the faucet they said oh no worries it's a lifetime warranty go to a big box store and uh, so long story short i i do have a replacement and my question is i i called a handyman and he wanted 150 dollars to put in this single pull uh, faucet in it doesn't look like it's it, there's no sprayer involved it's just a simple faucet and is that legitimate price for something like that? It, it actually is. It's going to cost him $100 to come to your house. When you calculate oh. his fuel, the cost of his insurance, and uh, it's going to cost him a $100 bill just to drive up in your driveway. Yeah, and oh, okay. in almost every industry, you've got to realize, Steve, almost every industry, every service industry in particular, is going to have a minimum of some kind because they right. can't they can't dispatch their service technicians, their installers, their uh, their skilled professionals to come out and do a job for less than X number of dollars and make it worth their their time that day, and uh, and and so that's that's why a smaller job may seem more expensive than it should be, but it really is not, and it, it's a legitimate charge. Yeah, now now that you put it that way, that does make sense. I, I was just looking at the. It's almost twice the price of the part itself. You yes, know, sir. That. My goodness. Well, if you labor. called an actual plumber out to put that in, he would charge you five. Oh my goodness. Okay, wow. and here I'm going to give. Okay, so here I'm going to give you a uh, an example uh, of okay. of something that I currently am in the process of paying for having done. I've got uh, landscapers out at my house right now uh, that have been out there for several days over the last week. Uh, installing plants to replace plants that were that, that died in the freeze it, it killed back sure. a lot of my shrubs uh and i and and the shrubs that i'm having installed are not the cheapest thing in the world but they're also not exceptionally expensive so let's say a five gallon shrub that that if i went to the nursery if i went to bob's place or some other uh, nursery and bought these the, these five gallon shrubs would cost me about 45 to 50 dollars for a five gallon container it's costing okay. me 150 dollars to have it installed, uh, not not 150 on top of that, but 150 dollars total for the container and the installation. So if you if you do the math on that, the installation is double what the cost of the plant is. But I know what it takes to do that work, and I've stood out there and I've watched these guys bust and hump uh, to to dig these holes and remove these other plants and do the work that they do. I understand why they're charging what they're charging. 
and yeah, with the caliche we have and so on, I, I do get it, and and they're delivering the the plant to you, so there's a benefit there. Exactly, and and so uh, you know, it's if you look at it from a broader uh, sense, you're right. It's it's a lot of money. It seems like for a part that costs, you know, if you were to go out and buy it, the part probably cost you fifty bucks. And it's costing you 150 bucks to get it put in, but right. but skilled labor and and especially when it comes to HVAC and plumbers is a premium and and mm-hmm. and and I and I know that and I know that if you went somewhere else if it was a legitimate company you wouldn't pay any less. Yeah, that's that's true. I know they have to make a living. I just saw that as twice the price of the part, and I thought, whoa, I wasn't expecting that, but. But I do see your point. So, yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks for the advice. I really appreciate it. Well, you're sure welcome, Steve. We appreciate you calling this morning. Thanks a lot. Uh, phone lines are open two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five is the number. Uh, we um, we have uh, been in such a, a wet pattern uh, here over the last month and a half, I guess, or so. Uh, that, uh, that we've, we've certainly been conscious of flash flooding and things of that nature and, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and creeks and waterways coming up really, really fast and, and the dangers of that. Um, don't want to forget that we're, we're now getting into the, in, into the start and, uh, and really getting into the swing of hurricane season. Right. And, uh, and, and it, and, and, and it promises to be a, a pretty active season. So, we talked a few weeks ago, I guess, about about hurricane preparedness and you know and things to to do to prepare for your home. Uh, one of those things that you can do to prepare uh, is is you know shuttering your home uh, or uh, replacing your existing windows with uh, with energy efficient hurricane windows. And uh, and and you know and I've had people ask me, well, what's the difference between a hurricane impact window and uh, and, a, and a normal window and i thought maybe that'd be something that we could chat about a little bit well and the first bottom line for folks to look at at the difference between the two is that you and i have both had places at the coast right yeah and when a storm is coming you got to jump in the car or the truck you got a whole hiney to the coast and board your windows up that's right if you go with those with, with with a good impact window, especially if it's a vacation home or it's not something that you're occupying all the time, then you don't have to worry about running down there to board the windows. Your windows are your debris protection. And even if you live there and they call the order for bug out, you're out putting plywood up, you're closing shutters, you're doing everything to prepare your home. Whereas if you've got the impact windows, you pack your bags and you boogie. That's right. And, uh, and so there is a convenience factor to it. There's a practicality factor to it. Uh, if you are using storm protection and it's not a permanently affixed shutter system, i.e. something like plywood or Lexan panels that you would put up uh, and screw to the outside of your, of your wall, a couple of things to think about with that. Number one is storage. You have to have a place, and especially if you have a large amount of windows, you have to have a place to store all of that plywood. Uh, you have to have a place to store all of those Lexan panels. So it's taking up space in your garage or a storage shed or someplace. And then there's the cumbersome uh, chore of getting it out and getting it up. And if you have a second floor on your home, that's really dangerous, uh, especially if you're doing it in higher winds, uh, last minute, 
there's there's a lot of good reasons to consider and 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 a good reason why many more people are now considering hurricane impact replacement windows when they're replacing the windows rather than the just standard windows for, for all of these reasons but let's talk about what the difference is between a hurricane impact window and a standard replacement window a standard replacement window depending on who you purchase it from and and who the manufacturer is and and what went into it it could be two panes of single strength glass okay 16th inch glass separated by dead airspace uh it could be uh two panes of double strength glass uh eighth inch glass separated by dead airspace um but it's always going to be a standard type glass it's not it's not laminate it it, it does not have any type of uh, impact resistance whatsoever if it's struck with an object likely it's going to break uh if it's if it's if it's struck with enough force in a hurricane, that's the last thing you want to have happen. You don't want windborne debris coming into your home. Into the home, right. See, and folks, something to keep in mind is that even on the impact-resistant windows, it's glass. It's going to break. If an object strikes it, it's still going to break. Where the impact-resistant windows come into play is the laminated layer that is actually between the panes of glass. Um, that laminated layer is going to work like the windshield of a car. It's going to break, but the object can't get through that laminated layer easily. Um, To put it into perspective for folks that are more technically minded, a standard window, you're going to be anywhere your design pressure on that, that 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 window will withstand. Let's just say sustained wind pressure is going to be anywhere from 20 to 35 is going to be your design pressure. Okay, that's what the window is designed to withstand force. Your hurricane window, on the other hand, is going to be 35 to 60. Correct. Okay. The hurricane, hurricane, uh, hurricane impact window is rated to withstand a 140-mile-per-hour straight-line wind. That's what it is designed to withstand. It is also designed to withstand a 2x4 on end, not flat, the end of the 2x4. Shot like a missile. At 125 fr- miles an hour. And in fact, that's what it's called. It's called a missile test. Yes. And, and they project this 2x4 out of, a, out of a cannon that's designed to eject it. They shoot it at the window. And if the window uh, glass does not come out of the frame, it passes the test. And that's what, that's what a true hurricane window is designed to withstand. Also, the hurricane window is going to have metal reinforcement in the frame of the window to keep the window itself from failing due to uh, a, a debris strike. In many the cases, frame from collapsing. Right. In many cases, the, the tilt latches that are on a window are going to have uh, receivers that, that lock down over to pins that give it more reinforcement, more design pressure rating. Uh, the laminate glass, and, and, and we talk about laminate glass sometimes, we forget that everyone doesn't know what laminate glass is. So let's talk about that. Laminate glass is two panes of double-strength glass or triple-strength glass that are sandwiched over the top of a clear piece of vinyl. Uh, uh, if you can imagine a piece of rubber that's about um, a quarter of an inch thick, yeah, about a quarter inch, yep. about a quarter of an inch thick, that's completely clear, clear no, no, white glass. No, uh, uh, Maybe eighth of an inch. Eighth of an inch. Eighth of an inch. Ours, it's, the eight, it's an eighth lamination. So the eighth of an inch piece of rubber 
that is sandwiched between two pieces of glass. Right. That's what gives you the impact resistance because the rubber is not going to break. The glass is going to break. The rubber doesn't break. It gives, it flexes, and what you want is something that doesn't come out of the frame. Right. It, it may break, but you don't want windborne debris, uh, lumber, uh, roofing, uh, object, yard objects, tree branches, you don't want that blowing through your house. And that's what an impact window will help stop. They're not unbreakable. They're impact resistant, and it's to help stop windborne debris. So when you're considering uh, coastal window replacement, these are very important things to consider. And uh, the insurance adjusters, um, whether they be private adjusters, public adjusters, the standard for catastrophic failure of a structure comes in when the structure loses its roof okay now, a lot of folks think that hurricanes blow roofs off of houses hurricanes blow shingles off hurricanes hurricanes will blow the the your roofing material off when you lose your roofing structure when you have catastrophic failure is when you have a window a door a garage door something that collapses into the home and then the home becomes pressurized with the wind force. And blows the top off. And lifts the roof. Once the roof is lifted, the wind gets under it, it's gone forever. That is catastrophic failure. If you can maintain the envelope on the house, and any adjuster, any windstorm engineer will tell you that if you can maintain the envelope all the way around the house, your chances for catastrophic failure drop exponentially. I actually had somebody uh, <laughs> that was interviewing me for for a... Uh, a television um, segment about hurricanes and hurricane protection. And we were talking about all different types of hurricane protection, not just windows. Uh, but they said, well, we've heard that, the, the, you know, what you need to do when a hurricane's coming is you need to crack some of your windows. <laughs> no, and, that's a tornado. And, and I said, no, that is not what you need to do. In fact, it'd be a very bad idea to do that. Right. And, but that's the type of, of thing that's floating around out there that people just don't know. You know, and and that is the worst thing. So if you can if you can maintain that envelope, as Jim said, you can maintain the integrity of the doors and the windows. Uh, the entire outcome is going to be better. the The big difference, folks, between a hurricane and a tornado that you have to realize is that a hurricane, the wind force comes from one direction, and it's pure force, exterior, external force on the home and on the windows. Then it, you get the eye. Then as the other side comes over. You get force on the other side of the home. Now, on the lee side of the home, you're going to have negative pressures also. In a tornado, 90% of your problem is a negative pressure. It's a suction, and it will literally suck the windows out of the home. It doesn't blow them in. It sucks them out. That's why a lot of folks, and I'm not sure if it's the right thing to do, but a lot of folks will tell you that if a tornado is coming, crack your windows. That way the tornado doesn't suck the window out of the home. With a hurricane, it's absolutely the opposite. It's the opposite of that. Exactly. Absolutely the opposite. Get yourself a phone line, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555 is the number to get in on the conversation. Let's go to Mike. Mike, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So I've got a question about replacement windows. I live in a ranch-style home. It's about 2,000 square feet, and it's, uh, it is limestone veneer from the slab all the way to the eave okay and it was built it was built like in the 70s um when i bought the home in 1992 the people ahead of me had put an exterior window or 
an add-on window on the outside of these windows. Anyway, the original windows, the aluminum windows, they're getting worn out, and the ones that slide uh, horizontally aren't an issue. It's the ones that slide up and down that they don't want to stay up anymore. And I'm just wondering how uh, how in depth is that to replace those windows when that when that it looks like that the uh, limestone veneer is over the existing window flanges. Not a problem, not a problem. Uh, I'm going to start off and then Martin's going to step in, but I'm just going to let you give you kind of a synopsis of what we do. The first thing is is that we're going to have a man inside the home with a hammer. We're going to have a man outside the home with a trash can. The man inside the home is smashing the glass while the man outside is dancing, trying to catch all the glass. Once oh, we get stop. A, once we get all oh, the glass stop. smashed out, we're going to wrap a chain around the frame and use the truck to pull it and out. And you wonder why I have to wear hip waders in the studio. I forgot what that was like. All right. I'm, now, sitting, I'm, I'm sitting in my truck. Maybe I should open the door. You might want to. It's getting a little deep in there. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's actually a, a, a process that we go through almost on a weekly basis because there is so much uh, stone veneer structure in the Hill Country and in San Antonio there's not a week that goes by that we're not doing an installation on a stone job somewhere. And, okay. uh, and, and what you were describing, you've got a house that has storm windows that have been installed over the top of your existing windows. Of course, those come off first. We deglaze, we deglaze the, the, uh, the, the primary window. We collapse the sashes. We collapse the frame. We remove it from the opening. The new window is made to fit back into that opening. We foam it, we caulk the interior, and then we typically will mason the outside of the of the opening to give you a nice masonry finish back to your stone when we're done. Okay. Okay. Pretty pretty labor intensive. Uh like any major construction project, yeah, it is it is pretty labor intensive. But if you know what okay. you're doing and you have skilled skilled crews, which we do, um it's it's something that we do every day. It's the way I liken it is is to rebuilding an engine, okay? If you have mechanical ability and a nice set of tools, you can probably rebuild an engine if if you have a good amount of mechanical skill. Now, would you want to? Probably not. You're going to hire a professional to do that because that's what they do every day. They have the right equipment. They have the right knowledge. And because of the repetition, they do it in a much more efficient manner than you or I could, unless you happen to be a mechanic, which if you are, mad props to you because I don't want to have to do it. Um, so I pay guys to do that that type of thing. It's the same thing with a replacement window. Can you do it if you have a good amount of, of mechanical and, and uh, you know uh, that type of skill? Yeah, you can. But if you don't do it every day, I recommend you have somebody else do it. I understand completely. Where are you located okay. at? I'm in Castroville. Okay. Give us a call. 210-767-0995. And we can come out and give you an absolutely no cost, no obligation uh, consultation with a quote. It's not an estimate. It is a quoted price. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll sure do that. Thanks so much for answering my question. Well, you're very welcome. We appreciate you calling this morning, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, Get yourself a phone line, too, at 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the conversation this morning about anything and everything home improvement. Anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. 
and maybe even a little music if it if it needs to come. If up. we do, that's right. You never know. Uh, we, we were going to talk a little bit when we came back from the break, and, and by the way, we need to get back into a break here again. But uh, I did want to talk a little bit about cost differential between impact windows and non-impact windows. A lot of people think that uh, impact windows are going to be uh, cost prohibitive because uh, there are places that charge an awful lot of money for, for impact windows. And it, well, it's not just that. It's With Window World, you have to keep in mind that our impact windows are considerably higher than our non-impact windows. Now, we're still considerably lower than the competition's impact windows. But even with our own pricing, the impact is considerably higher. But I do know that post-Harvey average for a hurricane approved shutter system was one thousand dollars per opening correct okay folks our impact window is less is less and you get the new window and the hurricane resistance and the full lifetime warranty exactly so there's there's lots of good reasons to consider that over a shuttering system in fact we had a customer that called us this past week um from corpus christi that was just very upset because they had just replaced their windows or just had built the house and had windows put in about a year ago and they went to get shuttering and realized that it's less expensive for them to replace all of those windows with impact windows than it is to put up shutters absolutely it is and you have to understand depending on your distance from the water you are required to have a shuttering system not plywood if you live on the island, plywood does not qualify. For Actually, protection. they've changed that. Oh, have they? they it's ha- been a day or two since I've. They been have down changed there. that, and they're now allowing plywood again. But that comes with its own set of problems, um, including having to drill holes through your brick or your stucco through or whatever the brick through folks. the brick through the stucco in order to have the attachment bolts that come out of the wall. It's unsightly. It creates other points of possible leakage. It, it's not the best way to go. And with but, the prices of plywood, the plywood. Oh, probably, you, you know yeah. what? It might be cheaper to buy shutters now that you mentioned that. Yep. My name is Martin Bamba. That's Jim Smith. And we are here to help. And uh, get yourself a phone line, 210-599-5555. Let's get right back to it. Let's go to Alonza. Alonza, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, reason for my call is uh, I just purchased a uh, manufactured home and... Uh, the foundation of the home on the outside where the, I guess it's called the baseboard, all of the foundations get starting to get washed off because of all the rain. And uh, they're starting to be like the opening between the foundation and the bottom of the baseboard of the trim, I guess. And uh, I was wondering, is there any type of uh, filler or filling that I could put in there to keep all the, uh, like the insects and field rats, field rats from underneath the house? By the way, they don't get into my dust, okay. uh, my vent lines and all that. Okay. First thing, uh, I want to address this foundation. Now, is your manufacturing home sitting on a poured concrete foundation, or is it sitting on a uh, a pad, uh, a caliche pad. pad? Yeah, it's a caliche pad. Where is the separation, from the skirting and the caliche pad or from the skirting and the bottom of the home? Uh, the skirting and the caliche pad. Okay. That's normal. Um, about the only thing you're going to be able to do to solve that is to go you have to get under the house unfortunately and backfill it from under the home to where oh, it brings okay. it back up to the where it brings it back up to the bottom of that um in all the torrential rains that we've had that wash out there is nothing you're going to be able to do to stop it um okay. now yeah. what type of skirting do you have it's a uh, it's like a 2 by 12 that goes all the way around the around the house 2 by 12 that's um it's not skirting. I have a, what do you call that, a hardy plank? 
You and the hardy, hardy, the hardy plank goes all the way down, and then there's like a two by twelve hardy plank at the bottom. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's, okay. That's what it is. That, okay. That's going to be a problem. That's it, it, and in the future, that's going to be a problem because that hardy plank is going to absorb moisture off of the ground and off of the dirt. Technically, you need that two by twelve off the ground. You need a gap. Well, if if you look at Hardy's specifications, any warranty that it has, which is not much anyway, is going to be gone if it's touching the ground. You if cannot. It's within. I it believe has to be, 18 inches. No, nah, it has to be. I, I think it's 8 inches. But, eight it, inches but it has to be at least that that much above ground level mm-hmm. for it to be warrantied. So if, and, and I know that there are people who do this. It's wrong, but there are people who use Hardy as a, as a skirting material, and it's not made for that. Nope. It's not good for that. Now, okay, you can well, mitigate that, a lot. Well, Sorry. You can mitigate a lot of these problems by that gap actually may be doing you a favor right now. Go to one of the big box stores and get you a couple of bundles of the absolute cheapest roofing shingles you can get. Go all the way around the home, tucking the roofing shingle under the hardy, between the hardy and the dirt. And and take it in as, as short as you can to where you've got maybe two or three inches sticking out from under that, that hardy on the outside. It's going to do two things for you. That shingle is going to protect the hardy from the, the moisture in the dirt. And it is also going to give you a weed eater edge. If you have grass that comes up to the house, you're going to have an edge that you can mow to without having to weed eat against your hardy skirting. Okay. I will see. The, the bottom is a 2x12, and I believe it's uh, treated 2x12. Uh, okay, so it's actual 2x12 wood. Again, okay. again, yeah. not designed to touch the ground. The no. treated okay, does not mean... is not designed to touch the ground. No, no, sir. Treated does not mean treated against moisture. Treated lumber is not okay. treated against moisture. It's treated against pests. It's treated okay. against termites. Yeah. There, there's a fallacy out there that, that people think that, that treated lumber rots less quickly or can't rot. Not true. Uh, it's okay. to protect it from insect yeah, infestation. That. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. So, okay. so definitely you want to put, and you can use those shingles to get a barrier between the dirt and that tuba 12. Now, once you get those okay. shingles in there, then you can come back in and tuck dirt. Uh, in other words, you're still going to do. You're still going to fill the ground back up to close the gap, but you tuck it under the shingles. That way, there okay. there's a separation between the dirt and the the wood. And the okay, I got you. And now, as far as keeping okay. uh, field mice and critters out from under the house, um, uh-huh. absolutely nothing you can do to keep them out completely. Nothing you can do. Um, yeah. So the best thing you can do um, is get some uh, deterrent. There's a lot of different just uh, put that. Put, just type in rodent deterrence, and there's a lot okay. of different deterrent that you can put under the home. Um, I myself use a rodent deterrent under my home, and that keeps them from going under there at all. Okay. Okay. All right, Alonzo. Oh, all right. Yeah. Can I, can I ask one more question? Sure. Go right ahead. Okay. And now on the on my outside, I have a, a field fence, and I want to put up some corral board. What type of board is best for that? Now you said treated is not a good. It's not. It's not uh, corral board. Yes, corral the best board. thing you're going to get is cedar. It's expensive. It's expensive, but it's cedar. the best thing you're going to get. It weathers better than any than most other lumber you can get in uh, here in South Texas. The cedar is going to weather better. Okay, and with the cedar, uh, am I able to put uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, like Thompson water seal on it to make absolutely, it absolutely. Okay. 
Alrighty. All right, Alonzo. Thank Appreciate you so much for uh, for joining us this morning. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, let's get to one more before we go to break. Lisa, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I had a question about a carport. Uh, we have a, a metal carport that honestly looks like it came from Lowe's or something. Um, we want like a steel beam carport type thing with maybe a metal roof or um, possibly like a one that's made of wood, um, just something that looks nice because we just don't have the kind of house where we could put a garage in front or something like that. Sure. It's, deta- it's detached and we need it to be at kind of an angle to, um, you know, match the slope of the roof because we have kind of a mid-century modern house. And I have been trying, Googling, doing everything I possibly can to find out how I can find somebody to do this carport. And I need some, I don't know if I needed to call a contractor. I don't know if I need an architect. I I didn't know if y'all had any recommendations of where I should start. Well, the first place that I would start is maybe contacting MBCI or or metal mart those those are two good places to start because they're the suppliers of these types of materials to the contractors and they might have some good suggestions for you uh i do have a good uh, uh, uh metal erector fabricator that i can recommend to you if you'll if you'll drop me an email i'll send you his contact information okay perfect um and what is the email again it's m b o m b a m bomba at windowworldtx.com Okay, thanks. And then, um, do I, what are, what are exactly, how rigorous is it to get, um, like HOA approval or city approval? We live in the city of San Antonio, um, but we do have a little neighborhood that has an HOA. I mean, do you have to get approval from both of those? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, you, you okay. will need, you'll need to make sure that the contractor that does the work, uh, and knowing that you're in San Antonio might change my recommendation. I'm not sure. Um, but, you will need a contractor who's licensed with the city of San Antonio. It will require a permit, and um, and and yes, you will likely need to get HOA approval, especially if you're changing the size and the scope of the patio cover that you're putting. Now, if you're taking the patio cover down that you have there and replacing it with one exactly the same size but a little different material, but it looks the same, you'll probably could get away with that. But but if you're changing it in any way, if you're changing the slope, the style, the size. You will definitely want to get with your HOA and make sure that that you know you have the right approval for that. Okay, I'm sure they'll be thrilled that we are getting a different one. So you know what? They very well might be. It sounds it sounds like they will be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. I'll I'll send you an email. Thank you. Okay. Thanks a lot, Lisa. Appreciate you calling this morning. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Got a text from a, a good friend that I worked with for many years, and he and I have just stayed in touch. Uh, his name is Tom. And Tom says for that last caller about the mice under the manufactured home, uh huh, yeah, get a cat, get a cat. Yeah, <laughs> cat does work wonders. I got to tell you, from years of living living out in the country, you always had you always had a barn cat. Always, always, always. had to. Let's go to Dorothy. Dorothy, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you. I have a quick question for you, so it won't take long. Sure. I have got a front door that faces the east, and it has a decorative glass panel in it that when the sun hits it in the summertime especially is exceedingly hot so i'm trying to figure out what can i do to shield it from the sun but not take the light away do you have the ability uh, to add a cover uh, over that door of some kind 
Well, I mean, it is recessed already, but the, the sun still comes still, in. Still hits it at the angle. Of the day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. About the best way I can tell you is that we can uh, we sell a low-E rated full-view storm door. Where it's it's a door it's it's like a storm door that goes on it's going to go on the exterior over this door. The glass in it is low E rated, um, which means that it does stop uh, a lot of the radiational heat from the sun, um, and it's a full view so that you can still see your decorative door through that glass. So you mean putting putting it like another piece of glass on top of the glass well, that's there? No, ma'am. It's it's actually a full secondary door it's called a storm door and it provides some protection from the outside elements against your your entry door it provides a little protection for you as the homeowner because it has a a a thumb lock on it a deadbolt lock that gives you some separation from the outside whenever you open that door to whomever is out there uh but it will also help with that of some sort on that window without knowing what type of glass you have uh that would be difficult for me to answer is it possible that you could put some kind of a tent on there yes but it's but that's definitely going to change the look of the glass and also if you do put a film on you have to keep in mind most of those films uh apply to the inside of the glass when you oh, apply well, that, work. I mean, I can't, I can't take the glass off. Right, but when they apply to the, to the, oh, I'm saying that they would apply from inside the home. And okay. when it applies from inside the home, it's as it's reflecting that heat back out. It could damage or change the colors of your decorative glass. It could, it could do a lot of different things to the decorative glass. Well, I mean, the glass is pretty much clear. It's just kind of like it's got some sort of a. Ornate design in it, I guess. It's not. It's just a clear glass. Oh yeah, if if it's a clear flat glass, yes, you can put tint on that, and yes, that will help your situation. But it will, you know, change the look of the glass somewhat. Right, but it still would keep the light coming in, right? Uh, it should. Uh, no, no. It, he, uh, she, she wants the light. She, oh yeah, that would keep that would stop some of the light from coming in. Certainly, it would darken it up. Now, is so like, do you know if the glass in that door is double pane or single pane? Oh, I have no idea. Because if it's double pane, again, if you put a coating on that window, you could change the dynamics and you could reflect that heat right back into the seal between the glass or the seal around the glass, causing premature deterioration of the seal of the window. You just have to be careful with films. We have replaced so many doors and windows simply because folks thought that a film or a tent was the best option that they could do, and within a matter of a few short years, it ruins the windows or it ruins the door. Gotcha. Oh, dear. Okay, well, now you've given me things to think about. I can figure out what my next step might be. I have to go look at it because I obviously I'm not at the house right now, but um, I, I think it's double paid. I just don't remember. Where, do you, where do you live? Lago Vista. Lago, okay. Our uh, showroom, if you're in the area of 410 and Evers at any time, our showroom at 410 and Evers, uh, 5238 Evers Road, we have yeah, some of the... Of, that's down in San Antonio. Yeah, La- Lago yes. Vista is Austin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, then Jim is not a worldly man, apparently. Apparently well, not. Say, that's 
okay. Most people in Austin don't know where it is either, so don't worry about it. Isn't there Lago Vista? Oh, okay, Lago Vista. Lago Vista. I was thinking, isn't there a Lago Vista subdivision in San Antonio? No, there may be. I don't know, but I know Lago Vista isn't. Yeah. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, now I know. Okay, um, well, then check with some retailers up there on storm doors and just get a look at the full view storm door. You may like it, and that actually sounds like it's going to be your best option to stop the heat without stopping the light. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, let me give it some thought and see if I can do some exploring. Okay. And and uh, I believe that the Window World in Austin sells store doors, too. You might want to give them a call. Yep. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. You're sure welcome. Thanks a lot, Dorothy. We appreciate okay. you calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a great day. All right. Well, that's that's about going to wrap well, I know it for that she us, can, she, Dorothy, you can also log into our webpage, even though we don't service Austin. It's windowworldtx.com. Click on the door tab and then the storm door tab, and you can see photographs of the storm doors we're talking about. Right, on, on actual doors and, yes. and, and, and yes. how they look. Uh, and if, if you need information on the window world in, in Austin, just Google it, and, and th- they'll have all that information for you as well. Uh, listen, uh, if you, if, if you want to uh, get a hold of Jim or myself during the week, uh, if we can help you in any way, we, of course, we'd prefer to talk to you on the air. We love doing that. But uh, if you want to drop us a line, you can certainly do that uh, for Jim at? Smith at windowworldtx.com. And uh, for me, it's super simple. It's M Bomba. That's M B O M B A, albeit not as simple as Jay Smith, but uh, pretty simple. M Bomba at windowworldtx.com. Very easy to get a hold of us uh, during the week. Uh, we also invite you to stop by and uh, and see us at our at one of our showrooms. We've got a, a fantastic comprehensive showroom in San Antonio at 5238 Evers Road. Uh, we're on Landa Street in New Braunfels, right across from Frost Bank. Can't miss us there. And at Weber and SPID in Corpus Christi. Um, all of our showrooms are open today until 2. And uh, we'd love for you to stop by and say hi to our staff there and get any questions answered, see our products in larger format. Uh, of course, we'd love to come out and see you in your home. We, we do that each and every day. But uh, if you'd like to come by and see our sliding patio doors, entry doors, uh, larger displays of our Brickstone product, all great reasons to come by. It's kind of like a home show all the time. Yep. All the time. Yep. And, uh, and that's why we have those showrooms uh, to serve our customers. Uh, if there's anything else that you need, just give us a call at one of our stores. Of course, always online at windowworldtx.com. Always the best place to get a hold of us online at windowworldtx.com. Now, please keep in mind, folks, if it's home improvement questions or home, uh, if it's questions about uh, something other than the windows or doors or siding, um, it's best to drop Martin and I an email. Yeah, please. It really is. Yeah, please. Uh, if, if you call us at the office, chances are good you're not going to get a call back uh, if it's radio related because we, we we just don't have the time to do it um yep. sadly but but we we do answer each and every email uh anybody can attest to that they always get a response to our emails uh and typically within 48 hours so uh hey listen it's been a great day today we love being back in the studio stick around louis siriani and the ktsa automotive show is coming up mike and holly hermes and the what's the worst show later on this afternoon of course bob's going to do it all over again tomorrow thanks to don cooper stevens and his excellent producing job this morning as always we'll see you next week same time same place on the ktsa home improvement show